From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling, and this is a bittersweet episode of Teeing It Up uh, because this is the last Sunday sprint with Luke Morrow. Luke, how many years did we do this? 13, I think? 14? 13? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. I think it started in 2010, so yeah, 13? 13 yeah, thir- years? Yeah, 13. So it's ending for great reasons. Um, I won the Powerball lottery and decided that I don't want to do radio anymore. Um, no, it's it's for great reasons, and that's because Luke has made a step up in in uh, in his life. So if you noticed, I started the episode by saying, "I'm in the swamps of Jersey." Luke, where are you? I'm in Houston, Texas now. So I don't deep in the heart of Texas, I guess we could say. Yes. And t- oh, wait, sorry. You, you cannot applaud yet. Tell the folks why you are in Houston, Texas. Yeah, so I made a, a change and took a, a new opportunity with the national radio network called Sports Map Radio, and they're based here in Houston. So uh, I've been here now a couple weeks, and uh, actually last night was the start of um, uh, my new show uh, this, this week. So, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. So uh, it's a new opportunity, a new gig, and that's what brought me to Houston. Oh, yes, thank you so much. Congratulations. We are so proud of you here at Teeing It Up. Thank you. Um, thank you. Tell the folks uh, where they can listen to you, because that's a big part of it, and what the show name is as well. Yeah, so, you know, typically I've always done the show name based off of my name. Uh, that's not the case here. It's just called Sports Map Tonight with Luke Morrow, because the, the network is Sports Map Radio. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're on at over 100 stations across the country and in uh, six of the 16 biggest markets. Uh, but if your area does not carry the network or the show, no problem. You can go to streamsportsmap.com and listen anywhere, or you could just search Sports Map Radio in your app store. You can get the free app, and you can listen anywhere in the world right on your phone through the free app to Sports Map Radio at any time. I'm on the air 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, or wherever else in the country. So uh, that, that's when the show is. Um, how nervous were you last night, and how relieved were you after the show ended? <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't very nervous. Um, I was more, the nerves, I guess, come from how things are going to go in that specific show because, and as you know, every show is different and especially when you start a new show. And so I was doing my own show, of course, uh, locally or regionally in South Carolina, if you will. And then when I first came to Houston, I was serving as a co-host in the afternoon and now back to doing my own show here at night. And I've never done nights either. And working nights is new and different for me. So anytime you work in a different slot or you just do a different show with a different name, there's always that feeling out process. So the nerves were just, I guess, like, okay, what's the intro going to sound like? The imaging, going in and out of breaks, all those little technicalities, if you will, that the listener probably doesn't even notice or pick up on. I guess those were the nerves of how everything would flow. Um, the relief afterwards, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess you're always... Uh, after doing three hours, you're, you're ready for a break, I guess. But the relief is just like going home at the end of the night and being able to decompress, uh, especially with it being after midnight. And, you know, you spend the afternoon getting ready. So 
I guess that's where the relief comes from. That just hey, the job is we 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 got we got it done today. But then you automatically you start thinking about the next day and preparing the next show. So it's just uh, you know it's after midnight. Let's go home, relax, get some sleep. We'll do it again tomorrow. I guess that's the relief. It's like hey, uh, uh, job well done tonight. Let's relax and do it again. Well, well, good luck, my friend. I'm very excited for you, and uh, I'll be looking forward to it. And uh, it's a really unique opportunity to spread your wings. Um, and uh, that's exciting when people can spread wings and fly. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, speaking of flying, let's go to the Jets. So, yeah, see what I did there? Um, okay, so... Anyway, with all these changes, this is Luke's, or the Sprint and Luke can't can't uh, continue as was. You'll still see Luke on my air all the time because he's Luke, and I'll drag him kicking and, and screaming to come on the air. Right, yeah. But we don't want to make Luke have to work nights and mornings. It's just a lot. Um, so let's let's now, as we transition in, into the final sprint, let's let's look at things this way. We're going into week one. Game one is is uh, is uh, tomorrow. Chiefs. Um, in that game against uh, against Detroit. So, as you look at this Jets team, I'm nervously excited. That's how I how, that, that's how I described it to somebody the other day. I am nervously excited. We have a confident quarterback, a great offense, a sensational defense, and I don't know what else. How do you look at the Jets? Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds like enough, though, right? Um... I, I'm actually, I am, and look, I'm no Aaron Rodgers guy, so it kind of pains me to say it, but I'm pretty high on the Jets this year. We, talk, we were talking about them on the show last night. Um, I think there's a, a few reasons. I mean, it's reminiscent somewhat, and I mean, you went through this as a Jets fan with Brett Favre, but then he came to Minnesota, and the feeling at the time, uh, I remember, was like, man, we're close. If we just had that quarterback, and then here comes Brett Favre, and he leads us to the NFC title game. And I think it's similar for the Jets, regardless of the record last year, the amount of turnover you went through in the quarterback position and still to win as many games as the Jets did, I think shows that the other pieces are there. The defense is really good. Now you throw in a Hall of Famer and an MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and I think there's enough left in the tank. Was he great last year? No, but I also think he was mentally checked out. And we've all been in a situation where maybe it's a relationship or it's an employer, and you just don't like what you're doing. You don't like who you're working with or who you're dating. And mentally, right, you might just check out. And then when you find that one that you start dating or you get the new job or the new boss comes in and you, you click, you're much happier. You're going to perform better. And I think that's Rogers. I think he was just miserable in Green Bay, didn't want to be there. Now he's actually somewhere where he wants to be. I think you get a much better Aaron Rodgers this year. And the last thing I'll say to that point is we've seen guys do this. I mentioned Brett Favre earlier. I mean, you look at Kurt Warner making a change late in his career. Obviously, Brady just recently, Peyton Manning going to Denver. Don't be scared off because, oh, he's in his late 30s or whatever. He didn't look that great last year. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks who have had success with one MVP switch teams in their late 30s and have success. So the, the track record is there. We know what Rodgers is capable of. I think he plays well this year, and I think that's obviously the missing uh, missing part for the Jets and this roster. And uh, I think the Jets have a really good year, and I think they're a playoff team. Hey, um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'll be sitting pretty with that. Um, I think the big question then comes to can you be – you know, can you beat Kansas City? And they'll get a look. I think it's week two. Uh, they'll get a very early look at Kansas City and, and that kind of thing. For me, this. I I think that for Aaron to 
being ingratiating himself as he is to the community, to be relaxed but relatable. Um, he's, he's really embraced this that I don't think he was doing in Green Bay the last couple of years. What I do think is, is interesting will be Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Look, you were the, you, you the guy you know, watching Dalvin. Where does he fit in this Jets backfield, Jets, uh, backfield alongside um, Brees and, and Michael Carter? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, look, I was, it was very bittersweet to see Dalvin Cook lead the Vikings. It was a move that needed to be made financially, but it wasn't performance-based. It was right. like a layoff. Yeah. And nothing to do with Dalvin Cook's performance. It was just like, we can't pay you this much. So point being, I think he still has enough left in the tank. Yeah, he's heading towards 30. That's always a concern for running backs, but at least for this year. Right? I didn't see anything last year that made me think like, oh, he's washed up, he's done. Dalvin Cook is still a talented running back, assuming he could stay healthy. Um, what he really started to add to his game was the pass catching. And the most notable play, of course, was in that historic comeback against the Colts on that Saturday in December. And he took that little screen pass, like 75 yards for for the uh, huge touchdown just before the two-minute warning. So, you know, he just gives Rodgers another element out of the backfield as a catching target. Also, obviously, he can run the football well, although the numbers have been declining a bit there running the football. But I think also what helps is, I mean, obviously, Brees Hall is coming off his own injury, but Dalvin Cook, if you don't need him 90% of the snaps, right, it keeps yeah. him pressure and it keeps him healthier. And so you can get max him out that way as opposed to, obviously, the Vikings. I mean, he was the, the bell whore. He was getting 20 carries, you know, five catches, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I think it'll, it'll help him out. Uh, obviously, it helps the Jets. It just adds more talent to that offense, and you can never have enough talent. So I like that addition. I like Dalvin Cook. I think he still has plenty left to offer. All right, um, now over to your Vikings, who went through some changes this offseason. Yeah, and hopefully for the good, we'll <laughs> the better. That's why I left it, that very open, because I don't know how, how you feel about some of these. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel either. I don't know. <laughs> the, the term I've been using with everyone this offseason is cautiously optimistic. I mean, they won 13 games last year. They are going to regress. Uh, because they won so many one-score games last year. That's just not going to happen. And they probably did overachieve by winning 13 games. They're not going to win 13 games, I would imagine, in back-to-back years. So there'll be some regression. I guess my biggest concern is how much regression. Will they regress to 10 victories and still make the playoffs? Right, I'll be satisfied with that. Or are they going to come crashing down to, say, seven wins, eight wins, and, and miss the playoffs entirely and really have to look at themselves? So and they won't be as good as last year. But I think they still have plenty of talent to win that division or certainly be a playoff team in the NFC. The offense is really strong, and they brought in Brian Flores, which I think just will automatically help the defense, uh, even with some of the losses. But it is a weird time for the Vikings because they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They won 13 games and went to the playoffs last year, but they're still trying to do this like soft rebuild. Kirk Cousins is a free agent at the end of the season. Who knows what they're going to do with the quarterback position. And then they let go some of uh, the veterans, which, you know, Adam Thielen, I thought it was time, but it's still sad to see him go. We just touched on Dalvin Cook. They also got rid of about four starters on defense. So it's this weird blend of, yeah, we're, we're slowly kind of rebuilding, but also try to be competitive at the same time, which is to get back to your, your leading question. 
even as a fan, I don't really, I think it will be good this year, but I don't know what to expect because uh, the front office doesn't really seem to have, um, I guess, a, a true plan. We're, we're trying to do everything here at once, and, and hopefully it pays off with the playoff berth again this year before maybe Kirk Cousins leaves. If let's go all the way to Super Bowl Sunday sprint. In this imaginary world, where where sorry, where we keep doing it, who are the, the two teams we are covering that day in February? And it's a good question. I was thinking about that this morning because I was listening to somebody talk about their Super Bowl predictions, and I was thinking, man, if I had to give a Super Bowl prediction, I didn't realize I'd be doing it a few hours later. Oh wait, 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 wait! You you think this is tough? Wait till the next two questions. I am. I have that to really send you overboard. Ah, man, it's a good question. Ah, jeez. I'm going to say, eh, I'm going to say the Bengals, I guess. I think the Bengals will get break through this time, yeah. get back there uh, like a couple years ago. I'm not going to go Chiefs. Chiefs will be everyone's pick. I, you know, Kelsey's injury is concerning. Uh, they got a lot of noise. They were just there last year. Let me go Bengals in the AFC. And then NFC, I can't say the Eagles again. i got to pick a different team. Uh but the, a, the NFC is so poor. I'm going to be pretty lame. I'm going to say 49ers with Brock Purdy, even though i got a lot of questions about him. And I'll go with the Bengals and the AFC, and I'm sure that will blow up in my face pretty easily. I'm, I'm having some trouble picking teams. <laughs> this, I, I, I don't blame you. This is so parody, right? I, 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 I've, I've, I think everything goes through Kansas City. I think... The, I think the Chiefs once again come out. I have no clue comes at who, and sorry, no clue, no clue who say that five times fast comes out of the NFC because you have Brock Purdy, who we've seen, you know, throw like what two passes, four passes. I think you know so much was made, you know, trading, uh, trading Trey Lance. The, the way that, that he rejuvenated that team, that's one half of a season, basically, right? And, and, and into the playoffs until yeah. he got hurt. There are so many unknowns there. Yeah. Philly, you've got a lot of more knowns. Um, but can they do it you know, back-to-back years, which is so tough? Yeah. And, and I oddly keep um, looking at the Cowboys... Yeah. Or the Rams, but the Rams keep having trouble because one of their receivers can't play. Uh, sorry, sorry, can't, um, you know, can't, can't get his hammy right. And Matthew Stafford's wife says that he doesn't get along with these <laughs> new people, these new young kids. It's so weird, but I feel like a Kansas City-Dallas Super Bowl, maybe? Yeah, you know, like I'm with you. I think the Rams are going to be really bad this year. I think really the only teams, and we know this is going to change as the year goes on because the NFL is always so unpredictable. Some teams will surprise us. But as we sit here today, the only teams in the NFC, I think you touched on them, that realistically could win a Super Bowl are the Niners, uh, the Eagles, and I guess the Cowboys. But it's just so hard to trust the Cowboys to go that far. They haven't done it in almost 30 years. Uh, the Niners, like you said, Brock Purdy is a huge question. And the Eagles, uh, can't, it's hard for a team to go there back back years. So there's only really three major contenders, I think, here today, and they all have big questions. Maybe someone like the Lions really take off and surprise us. But when you compare the two conferences, I mean, the NFC compared to the AFC, if you were to rank the best teams in football, uh, two-thirds of them would be coming from the AFC. The, uh, the, NFC, the NFC is is so odd this year. Someone's, I'm sure, going to step up and surprise us. 
somebody. Maybe the commanders now that now, now that they're freed. Yeah. From captivity. All right. Right. Uh, we're getting to the end of our radio program, Luke. Aww. I know. Give me the team to watch golf for. <laughs> Oof. Who is the team that you pop, you see pop up and are like, nope, not watching a second of them, not giving them any daylight, give me golf? Yeah, well, I guess I, guess I got to go obvious. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are apparently tanking, so yeah, I think they're going to be really bad, and there's no reason, certainly no reason, before Kyler Murray comes back, whatever that is, there's no reason to watch the Cardinals. I think they'll be a disaster. And I'll throw in the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. who I continue to think will be an absolute disaster. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Those are the teams to watch golf during. Please help your folks over at Golf Channel. Um, right. they'll, they'll be very happy for, uh, for it. And finally, Luke Morrow, on this yeah. final Sunday sprint, the person or player to watch. I mean, there's a, now this one, there's a lot to choose from. I'll, I'll leave Aaron Rodgers alone. That's your guy. But there's so many quarterbacks to choose from. I guess I'll go another obvious direction and say Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, this is almost like a last-ditch effort. If things don't work out this year, then uh, I think that's it for Russ, and it really changes the legacy and, and everything else going on in Denver. So Russell Wilson, now Sean Payton's there. you got to get it together this season. So he's the guy to watch just to see what version of Russ we get this year. I'm with you. Um, I am very curious to see how Jalen Hurts bounces back this week. I'm sorry, this year. Um, Went to the Super Bowl. It's a big moment for you, right? How do you bounce back? Do you get better? Do you get more efficient? Um, And can you stay healthy? It's very easy for me to say Jets things, but right now I'm focused on those Eagles just because I think he is so dynamic for that team. They're so different without him, and I think he's the guy to watch. Yeah, I get it. Look, lost his offensive coordinator, and uh, also the NFC, they've always been the team. Whenever an NFC team loses in the Super Bowl, they typically struggle you know, the following year, so we'll see if that applies to Philadelphia this year. Luke, it has been an honor and a pleasure to do this for the last 13 years. Hey, likewise. It's, uh, it's gone quick, uh, but that's how you know you're having fun. Absolutely, and I look forward to having you back on Teeing It Up, let's see, next week? (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) Luke Morrow, ladies and gentlemen, listen to uh, Sports Map at Night with Luke Morrow, is that correct name of the show? Sports Map Radio at Night? Tonight. Sports Map Tonight with Luke Morrow. Sports Map Tonight with Luke Morrow. Um, We will tune in to hear your voice all around the U.S. of A. Luke, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure as always. And enjoy your football week, everybody, and season, everybody.